What? 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 About. 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 What? 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 It's about. About. Hello, and welcome to What It's About, the podcast of poorly researched and strongly held opinions with me, Kyle, and... Me, Claire Lily Squire. How are you today, Claire? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, you know, we're moving apartments. And you've not packed. Of course not. We still have like two days. <laughs> you have... You two have more stuff, you two being you and your wife, have more stuff than any two people I've ever encountered, and it is not boxed. That can't possibly be true. Who have you met with more stuff than you? Anybody who owns a house. Okay, well that's fair. But we rent apartments, <laughs> and leases end. Abruptly sometimes. Abruptly. <laughs> oh no. You know, I was thinking, like any time in Shanghai, any time you hear about a venue or a bar closing or a shop moving or something like that, if you ask that person why, it's landlord issues. Always. Always. And I, th- I think that kind of runs the gamut from like uh, the landlord tried to raise the rent or we were making too much noise for the landlord or... I can't really pay my rent anymore, so I'm going to say that it's a landlord issue. This is my first time having real-life landlord issues. Yeah, I've never had a landlord issue. I mean, like, <laughs> my landlord is a knock, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I hate him. I hope he dies in the night. He's a horrible man. <laughs> you shouldn't wish death on people, Claire. Look, it's not that I wish my landlord was dead. I just wish that he stopped taking money from me every single month. And um, I wish that he would repair the things that break. But anytime I'm like, yo, this is broken, he's like, well, you broke it, so you pay for it. But then if I just get stuff fixed, he's like, why are you making changes to my house without my permission? Anyway, landlords, very difficult. So that's what's irking you currently, Carl, landlords. Yes. Do you know what's irking me today? What's that? Um, Team management software. Oh, what's your, what's your what's your management software of, of choice? Um, we got three at my work. Oh, Monday.com? No, no, no. Asana? We, no. Slack? No. I've used them all. Microsoft Teams? Oh. Uh, yeah. We've got Ding Talk, which is like Chinese Microsoft Teams. Okay. And then we use WeChat for WeChat groups as well. Ah. So I spend so long managing my team management apps that I don't do any work. Mm. That's my big irk of the day. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of how those things work. Mm. Um, I've, you know, I have like six staff and I've never been able to properly get everyone to use a management software. Never. Post-it notes. Done. Post-it notes? Post-it notes. Get a big board and a lot of post-it notes and you're, you're good to go. No, that doesn't make any sense. WeChat. WeChat is life here. WeChat that's, is life. That's the only thing. Like, and it'll be, it'll be like, you know... I'll like ask somebody for something and they're like, oh, you know, I told you so-and-so 17 days ago, (laughs) it's in a WeChat message. And if you even pretend to not know what they're talking about or not have seen it, then immediately you get the fucking screenshotted message. Those Uh, bastards (laughs) proving that you don't really do 
any work. God damn it. I said it here amongst 8,000 messages, all of which have been lost. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, my email's like that. Don't ever email me. I'll never get it. I'll oh, reply I, in four I years. I definitely prefer email to any other form of contact. Oh, God, I should. I don't. I just hate it all. Mm. I post-its. I said, that's where I draw the line. Mm. So you can anyway. email your questions and comments. <laughs> <laughs> So what it's about pod at gmail.com and uh, expect Kyle to reply and not Claire. 100%. Uh, I'm quite good at, uh, you're very, actually, you're very good at witty email responses. I always enjoy your email responses when you screenshot and send them to me. When do I even email you? <laughs> well, you don't email. You send me a screenshot on a different platform. Oh. And I enjoy that. When you're like getting shitty with people via email, sometimes you send them to me. Like uh, corporations. Mm. Oh, that's only happened once or twice. But it's enjoyable. Like, didn't you message that company that sent you a wrap and it was like the size of your finger? And we, you were <laughs> like, this is not lunch. Um, that wasn't an angry email. I sent them a very nice message saying that I wanted to give some feedback because <laughs> I'm a big fan of their restaurant and I had tried every single one of their dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had a feedback form, actually, oh. which I filled out. So it wasn't a shitty email. It wasn't a shitty email. I did describe their rap as comically small (laughs) in in the feedback to them and said that I could easily eat three for lunch. Yeah, that's some good feedback. (laughs) Anyway, I think we've done enough witty banter. Should we we start? (laughs) Moving on. Facts. Five facts in five minutes. Do you want to go first? No. Okay. So there's been a big problem in England um, with people adopting dogs during lockdown. And now they realise that they're no longer in lockdown. They have to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, oh, God, what do we do with this dog? And dogs are really hard. Mm. So England saw during the coronavirus times, which are still happening very much so, a massive rise in illegal puppy farming. Mm. So the average price of these puppies skyrocketed, which mm. made the illegal breeders illegal breed them more. Um, so the most expensive breed, can you guess it, Carl? Um, is it a small dog or a big dog? Unknown. Unknown? Yeah. Um, it's named after poop and fizzy white wine. Uh, a carver poo. A carver poo. What even is that? I've never heard of that before. Like Google. So carver poos, which are going for nearly £3,000 a puppy. But the problem is, is now um, England is saying they've had calls about unwanted pets rise by 130% an hour. Isn't that nuts? That is unfortunate. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so in Scotland... But, but what? How much, did the, how much did adoption rates go up during the same time? Because if, it, if adoption rates went up like 300% and then the, un- the unwanted <laughs> rose 100%, you know, we're still, we're still at a net positive for the, for the puppos. Um, so there, it went up loads. So loads of people were adopting dogs. But now they're saying that shelters are at like bursting point for the first time in like five years. Like they're full. Mm. So that's the big that's the big thing going on in Scotland um, at the moment is a lot of unwanted dogs, which is sad, isn't it? In Scotland only. Well, the article I read was about Scotland, mm. so I'm gonna make a sweeping assumption that it's a, a global issue. Mm. Could be. Well, at least UK wide. Could be. Well, I think the UK 
specifically had laws during lockdown where if you had a dog, then you were allowed to take the dog out. But otherwise, you weren't allowed to go outside. Not true. Not true. You were allowed one hour of daily exercise. I tell you what, no one in England has ever exercised as much as during mm. COVID. We're not a nation of exercises. Mm-hmm. We're a nation <laughs> of curry eating, mm. beer drinking, mm. pie swillers. Mm. I literally had pie for dinner. It was great. <laughs> Topical. Moving on. Uh, did you know that 98% of mass shooters are male? I didn't know that fact, but I am very unsurprised. Look, they're just having a bad day, guys. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? They're just having a bad day. Uh, maybe we shouldn't be laughing about that. Um, no, you, I'm, but can I you mean... believe that dude said that? You read, you read that thing, right? No, I didn't read that one. Oh, it was the the mayor or the lord or whatever you have in America of the town. The lord. That's definitely <laughs> the, what the we have in the, the US. He he gave a, a press release like a pre-written assumingly vetted statement mm. where he said that the shooter um, had had a very bad day. Mm. Like, well, no fucking jokes. Like, Jesus. Mm. Like, if I've had a bad day, I cry, eat a bar of chocolate and have a bath. I don't go out and kill eight women. Well, actually, you know, according to the article I read, which was in NPR, um, what, oh, you just, NPR. what you just said has a lot to do with it because the biggest reason for it is the way that... Uh, stereotypically male or female people would internalize or externalize their problems mm. uh, so that like the the typical male response to a problem is external either to uh, you know whether that's physical or associating problems with other people or whatever mm. it is and the typical female um, response to problems is to internalize those problems mm. um, so that that was one of the reasons. Uh, the other reason they said is that guns are not a women's weapon of choice. Poison, isn't it? <laughs> Hard, much harder to mass poison people. I don't know, though. Would it be? And let's not dig into that. I mean, I've got ideas. Um, yeah, I just think that's very true. Like, I don't think boys at a young age are taught about, like, their emotions. Like, I know if I'm feeling crappy, I know what to do to make myself feel better. Mm. I'm not scared to cry, Kyle. You know you've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've never seen you cry. Um, <laughs> I'm, come back come back on moving day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My next one. 185 somethings were just found wrapped in plastic coming out of the Galapagos Islands. I like what how are they? I like how yours are always guessing games. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm gonna say turtles. You are completely right. Of well, course. actually, tortoises. If you want to be a real stick. Are are tortoises a type of turtle? Probably. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Um, so interesting. Well, terrible. So 185 baby tort- tortoises were being smuggled out of the Galapagos Islands. And the guys smuggling them, I mean, I, I don't want to criticise, obviously this is their job, but I mean, they did a very bad job. I think we can pretty safely criticise them. Criticize. They wrapped them in plastic to keep them from wiggling around and then just put them all in a suitcase, all 185. Mm. And then it went through the Exmo machine and they were surprised they got caught. Mm. <laughs> like, come on. I think maybe they don't x-ray everything. Um, only 10 turtles died. Oh. So that's not bad. Um, but interestingly... Um, you can get a fine of five thousand US dollars per tortoise you smuggle mm. out of the Galapagos Islands, and three to five years in prison. Mm. Which I feel is fair. 
leave the tortoises where they are. I think that's probably not enough. Yeah. I think it's per tortoise, though. So mm. think times that by 185. It's mm. a lot of cash. Mm. A lot of tortoises. All right, I got a guessing game for you. If you were to take the, the major entertainment industries, um, sports, music, uh, video games, and film, mm. which do you think is the biggest of those industries? Video games. Shit. I always know, Kyle. I always know. Am I right? You're right, of course. <laughs> yeah! Video games are nuts. Also, Kyle, what is my job? Did you um, forget? This is mansplaining. This is it. <laughs> I work in gaming now. I'm a gaming person. Um, don't, don't accuse me of mansplaining. <laughs> Jesus. I work I'm in giving, that industry. I'm giving you a fact here, Claire. Okay, um, I know that and gaming Mansplaining is was last episode. <laughs> I'm assuming people will listen to all of these back to back. <laughs> back to back. Back to On back. loop <laughs> while you go to sleep. <laughs> just imagine imagine like like hearing my voice as you're falling asleep turtles kyle turtles <laughs> dead turtles and mass shooters so peaceful um yeah actually uh the video game industry is bigger than the film industry and the sports industry combined oh shit that, i mean that's huge Yes. Looking at uh, last year's data, so mostly these are 2020 data, a few 2019 data, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll explain in a second. Um, but uh, in 2020, uh, the video game industry had $180 billion in revenue. The movie industry had $100 billion in revenue. Actually, that was 2019, but it's probably gone down in 2020. Yeah, probably. Uh, because of all the, uh, the theater closures and the large movies that were delayed and stuff. Um, the sports industry uh, had $75 billion in revenue. Um, Small fry. Yeah. Well, can you guess what music is then? Let's, let's, you're, is such it, a good, is it you're, su you're such a good guesser. Let's, let's hear your... Uh, uh, $45 billion. Um, you're pretty close, actually. If you, if you include... So recorded music is around $20 billion. Mm -hmm. um, so that includes a lot of things. That, that includes not just like you listening to Spotify. Like but, soundtracks. Uh, soundtracks, but but still like uh, the rights paid to the rights paid to songwriters and uh, you know uh, the royalties paid for uh, live performance or radio performance or, or things like that. So that's but it's strictly for recorded music. The entire thing was uh, twenty billion in twenty twenty. Um, and then going back to 2019, which is the last data I could find for live music, was around 28 billion. So let's say 48 combined. -ish, yeah. When people could do live. Yeah. And sorry, and what was video gaming? 180. That's mad, isn't it? Um, swimming pools are about to reopen in the UK. Mm -hmm. The BBC did some top level uh, journalism. Mm -hmm. They interviewed a local woman who said, such a treat. That's it. That's the fact. That's it. Such a treat. So I'm on the main segment this week. What are you going to teach me? Um, well, Claire, what are your thoughts on corn? <laughs> oh, oh my God, have we circled back to corn? I think we edited corn out of the first one. So we did. Makes sense. Okay. Oh, and it's back with a vengeance, baby. <laughs> corn is back. What do I think about corn? Corn is yellow. 
Mm. What's the best corn you've ever had? In a taco? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Okay. Well, do you mean like sweet corn or like maize corn? I don't know what the difference Look, is. I grew up on a farm, but it was not a corn farm. It was a sheep farm. Wait, Idaho or Iowa? Which one is corn? <sighs> Iowa. Yeah, Idaho is traditionally potatoes, I think. Yeah, yeah. one's potatoes, one's corn. I didn't get them confused. Mm. I only recently learned that Idaho is a real place. <laughs> Kyle, what's the best corn you've ever had? The best corn I've ever had is on the beach in Valencia. So they have these portable grills that they bring out to the boardwalk right on the beach. Mm. And they take a whole ear of corn, they put it right on the grill. I mean, first they take it off the husk, and they put it back on the husk after it's grilled with oil, sea salt, and some other sprinkly doodahs. You should be like a fucking food blogger or something, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> sprinkly doodahs. And you're just there in the sun on the beach with the freshly grilled corn. Beaches and corn, not what I put hand in hand. But on this note, now I fully understand the question, I'd like to change my answer about the best corn I've ever had. Great. The best corn I've ever had is in China, in uh, Nigui Lin, um, Long, Longshen. Um, and I was there with my mum and dad and we'd just done this really long walk and we were really hungry and we were in the rice terraces and there was a man on the side of the street with like a giant kind of barrel full of fire mm. and he had corn in it and he sold me a corn for like no money mm-hmm. and it was delicious, the most delicious corn I've ever eaten in my whole life. I'm not a huge fan of Chinese corn. It's a bit It's a bit weird sometimes. Normally it's a bit watery because yeah. they just boil it to death. But this was like roasted. Mm. It was so good that I went back and got one more for me and one for my mum and dad. And I wouldn't let them not eat it. Mm. <laughs> like this corn will change your view of corn forever. It did. My dad still talks about it. It's been mm. years. So I'm reading this fantastic book. It's called The Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pollan. Um, and oh my it, God, I wish that you could hear my eyes rolling. <laughs> um, it's, it's not quite what it sounds like, to be honest. Like, it's not some hippie vegan shit. Trust me, I read hippie vegan shit, <laughs> but this is, this is not some hippie vegan shit. Okay. Uh, this is actually a very well put together book. They also talk about, um, talk about meat and other things. Um, it's more of kind of... Um, not necessarily a critique, but it's like a representation of the way that we eat in general. Um, that book smells musty. It's a bit, it's a bit old. It's a bit old. It was a hand-me-down. The byline on it is a natural history of four meals. And the first meal is? Corn. Yes. So I'd, I'd, uh, like to read from it if, if I may. Okay. Um, just to set the scene a little bit here, um, the author is talking about walking around in a supermarket and just kind of taking stock of all the things that involve corn in the supermarket. Do you read aloud well? We're about to find (laughs) out. Corn is what feeds the steer that becomes the steak. Corn feeds the chicken and the pig, the turkey and the lamb, the catfish and the tilapia, and increasingly even the salmon, a carnivore by nature that the fish farmers are re-engineering to tolerate corn. The eggs are made of corn. The milk and cheese and yogurt, which once came from dairy cows that grazed on grass, now typically come from Holsteins that spend their working lives indoors tethered to machines eating corn. Head over to the processed foods and you'll find ever more intricate manifestations of corn. 
A chicken nugget, for example, piles corn upon corn. What chicken it contains consists of corn, of course, but so do most of a nugget's other constituents, including the modified cornstarch that glues the thing together, the corn flour and the batter that coats it, and the corn oil in which it gets fried. To wash down your chicken nuggets with virtually any soft drink in the supermarket is to have some corn with your corn. Since the 1980s, virtually all the sodas and most of the fruit drinks sold in the supermarket have been sweetened with high fructose corn syrup. After water, corn sweetener is their principal ingredient. Grab a beer for your beverage instead and you'll still be drinking corn in the form of alcohol fermented from glucose refined from corn. Read the ingredients on the label of any processed food and, provided you know the chemical names it travels under, corn is what you will find. Corn is the coffee whitener and the cheese whiz, the frozen yogurt and TV dinner, the canned fruit and ketchup and candies, the soups and snacks and cake mixes, the frosting and gravy and frozen waffles, the syrups and hot sauces, the mayonnaise and mustard, the hot dogs and the bologna, the margarine and the shortening, the salad dressings and the relishes and even the vitamins. Yes, it's in the Twinkie too. There are some 45,000 items in the average American supermarket and more than a quarter of them now contain corn. That's it. That's a lot of corn. <laughs> <clears throat> so, what's your point? What's my point? Um, corn. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you just run out of time to research and instead just wrote down the word corn? <laughs> <laughs> that is what happened in our first episode. Um, and then I went back and did the research. Um, no, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I have a lot more to say about corn. That passage uh, highlights well just how much corn is kind of in our lives. And I think that even as an American, I mean, corn is our is our biggest export and our in our biggest uh, crop growth, hmm. um, which everybody knows and everybody understands. Um, and I think people understand it to be uh, cattle feed and things like that. Um, but it's really crazy. Um, just how many things will involve corn and not even, not even food related. I mean, chemical and the other. Yeah, I had no idea about that. I think what I got most from like you reading that passage is just how much stuff is like altered. Like, why does everything come under chemical names? Why are all these chemicals made from corn? Um, but how much stuff is like fucked with that you wouldn't think about? So you're like, you think of chicken nuggets, you're like, oh, it's breading and it's chicken. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. No, no, my son. It is 58 different ingredients. Nearly all of them come from corn. Yeah. Like, but is corn bad? Um, I think corn is corn bad. Um, a fair question. Are we victimizing a vegetable? Um, I wouldn't dare. <laughs> uh, I thought you also can't process corn. That's why it's in your poop. Uh, the, the, the shells of a, the shells of a corn kernel you can't process. Oh. You process the, the mm. interior. Mm. For our, um, British listeners, we keep saying corn. He means sweet corn. What do you mean? What, well, corn, because you can like grow like corn, but it isn't sweet corn. What other kind of corn do you grow? It's like maize. It's a grain. Can you describe it? It's a hard grain. Mm. I think. Well, uh, actually... We call it sweet corn. Actually, all corn used to be like that. Hmm. Um, and corn is the most adapted uh, vegetable that we've, ever, that we've ever grown. Why? Is it because it's easy to grow? It grows in different terrains? It's hardy? 
Yes, you can very easily control the output of different types of corn and mm -hmm. and um, they cross they cross pollinate very well and those products are just very easy to make and you can you can as you said it's grown in in a lot of different regions and you can you can change the breed to suit the climate or the bugs that are in the area or uh you know how much how much irrigation there is or, or anything like that it's very easy to to change all those things um and we've done it a bajillion times there's pretty much there's pretty much no such thing as non-gmo corn it, it's it's like it's over i mean the we've run out <laughs> i mean i i think it was like hundreds of years ago so we've run out of gmo corn uh, no we've run out of non-gmo corn yeah i mean so like actually christopher columbus wrote about corn when it, like on his first trip to the Gold. americas <laughs> yeah no it's corn yeah i mean that you know literally like on his first trip to the americas he wrote about corn like when he returned and how amazing it was and the uh, you know people think that like the pilgrims coming to america would not have survived uh, in america without without corn mm -hmm. um but we've just we've just changed it so many times um as you said all corn was kind of it was like wheat it's mm -hmm. it, you know it's a it's a it's a type of grass you know yeah. and we've just GMO'd it and cross-pollinated it and bred it in all these different ways that now it produces these giant, giant. cobs um, mm. that are that are completely, I mean, quote-unquote unnatural, even though it is natural and a lot of this stuff was not done through GMO, it was done through just through crossbreeding mm. um, to figure out what worked best. My parents grow corn in their polytunnel. What's a polytunnel? A polytunnel? Um... It's like a giant half circle greenhouse. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you mm -hmm. know, like it's like a greenhouse, but huge. Mm. So it's got like a metal frame and then plastic mm -hmm. sheeting that goes over mm -hmm. the outside. You grow like, vegetables. Like a cra classic uh, greenhouse look. No, because a greenhouse is like glass, isn't it? Oh, that's... Like if you have a greenhouse in your garden, for your potting on, I don't for mean your seedlings. A, I don't mean a garden For your cacti collection. Okay. Um, they're called polytunnels, is what you call them, because they're made of poly something, something, something plastic. That's why. And my parents have one where they grow a lot of their vegetables and they grow corn there. I mean, that's the other reason that it's so popular to make everything out of is because you can either eat it fresh or store it dry, mm -hmm. which is uncommon for vegetables. I mean, you can't like you can, uh, you know. You can make cornmeal or even even just take the, you know, a lot of different products from corn and just and just leave them to sit dry and they mm. won't age or, the, you know, it, it won't go bad or anything. Yeah. But you can't do that with tomatoes or cucumbers or any other vegetables. Do you know, do you have more information about the salmon? Um, I don't actually. Because I'm very curious about this. How can they take a carnivorous fish? What, what do they do? Like put a little fin on the corn? Like I pretend it's a little fish um i don't know but uh there's a new there's a new documentary out called sea spiracy which everybody is talking it's about it's been all over my instagram i haven't uh, seen it have you seen it no we'll do that next week on late to the game <laughs> <laughs> Might, maybe sea spiracy knows but i don't think that sea spiracy is about salmon farming mm, but again I, we haven't seen it i have no idea what it's about <laughs> okay what's your next corn point did you know that 
uh, corn always has an even number of rows on each cob. Really? Yeah. Just because of the because of the way it grows, um, it kind of splits and then uh, continues to split. It's very scientific. Oh, so it has like um, two coming out. Yeah, so it'll always it'll always have an even number of of rows uh, on on every cob. That's great. Um, so I've got some farmer knowledge to throw down on you. Let's hear it. Um, so there's a big problem with farming corn is that once you kind of get set up to do it, that's then all you do. So you have no crop rotation whatsoever. So you just grow corn. Don't they alter? At least in the U.S., they alternate corn and soy. I do not know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's enough because it's like a big problem where people farm the same thing over and over. It like trashes the ground of all its nutrients mm. and then it creates loads of like runoff mm. so because the ground you like you plow and then you sow and then you do all the various things to it and then it rains and all the mud goes into the river along with the pesticides it might not happen quite in this order with the pesticides and then the fish die mm. and the land is also trashed mm -hmm. so that's like a big problem is it's like really damp corns can be really damaging for the environment mm. if you corn farm irresponsibly I think in the U.S. most most farms will alternate corn and soy in their crops. So like one year they'll do mm. corn and then one year they'll do soy because those uh, balance they each balance other each other out with regarding the soil. Um, deforestation and corn. Deforestation. That we can probably talk about. I mean, one's assuming this all used to be woodland and now it's cornland. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth turning the mic back on. Corn, get corn, corn land. Uh, corn land will be the name of this episode, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or the name of our podcast. <laughs> back to the farming for a second. They've actually made a hybrid corn seed that uh, can't be replicated. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Let me just wrap my my head around biology. So it can't be replicated as in like, if I was a scientist, I couldn't get it and copy it. Or like, it can't make a seed and replant itself. Well, the seed that comes from this corn is different than the first generation of corn that it grows. So, so you have to buy this seed from this supplier forever. Yes, exactly. This is, um, <laughs> exactly. This is actually a storyline on an episode of The Good Wife. <laughs> is this where you're getting information is from? Is it fucking Monsanto? That's like, <laughs> like a, Maybe, I don't know. Monsanto, you never heard of Monsanto? No, what's that? Monsanto is one of the most hated companies in the world because they have... More than Nestle? Uh, probably pretty close. Wow. Uh, God, oh, I hate Nestle. So Monsanto has all these proprietary seeds that mm. are for um so you don't have to use pesticide it optimizes for different things in their mm. crops uh but they uh you know they have basically if you buy your seed from monsanto then you're not allowed to replant the seeds that you get so it's bastard <laughs> nature like what do you do what if there's like a strong wind and it blows some of the seeds onto your neighbor's no, field? No, they literally they literally check for that. Like Jesus. they they literally what do they do? take the wind to court. They, <laughs> <laughs> no, they literally have like sued farmers because of uh, because of that exact thing. 
uh, because somebody else's crop, you know, crossed over yeah, into into so, their land, so and American. they and they weren't, um, you know, they weren't on contract to be able to use that type of seed, and they were sued for it. Um, but they've also, uh, you know, they don't let you replant your seed, and they keep track. So if you if you're if you buy your seed from this company, then they will. Uh, keep track of how much you order year on year. And if you order less seed from that, then they'll come out to your farm and like count the crops and, and see and, and see and make sure you're not reusing your seed. Those bastards. <laughs> I literally felt like that's taking nature to court. Like, screw those guys. That's so unfair. Also, do you know what an effort is to like store and dry seeds in a way that you can replant them? Um, it's so hard. Yeah, I'll bet. Oh, completely unrelated fact. I think it sounds really interesting. Um, my cousin, his girlfriend's mum, tangent, it's worth it. Cousin's she, girlfriend's mum. Cousin's girlfriend's mum. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, she lives in Northern Ireland and um, she runs like Ireland's only seed bank. Mm. But um, it's just her wandering around the countryside, collecting seeds from rare plants and then storing them indefinitely. Like, so that, like, Ireland never runs out of any of its native plants. Oh. Isn't that so interesting? That's nice. So there are, like, big, like, worldwide seed banks. Because basically we're terrified that we're going to make everything go extinct. Right. You know, because we keep <laughs> trashing everything. Up the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there, but she runs it as, like, a charity. Um, because there just isn't one in Northern Ireland, or in Ireland, I don't think, at all. Mm. Um, so she just, like, is a one-woman seed collector. And she has thousands and thousands and thousands of seeds that she stores mm. and it's really tough like because they can they like can get wet or moldy or mm-hmm. accidentally germinate and mm-hmm. all they all need different conditions to be stored in mm-hmm. i think it's mad if any of you want a charity to support <laughs> northern ireland seed bank run by my cousin connor's <laughs> becky's mum's <laughs> what's it my chicken <laughs> um do you, you heard about the uh the great seed scare uh the amazon seed scare of 2020 what's the amazon seed scare? <laughs> are you making this well, up no i'm not making it up uh last year like during uh during covid like during covid lockdown mm. uh people just started receiving seeds in the mail I did and, hear about this. And everybody thought it was like the Chinese sending sending us invasive species to take over to take over the US <laughs> one fucking garden at a time. <laughs> Can you imagine? The, the slowest invasion in history. <laughs> what are they sending over? Oh my goodness, at once um, that bonsai has uh, rooted. <laughs> We're coming back for it. Um, no, but they, uh, they now think that it was just, uh, Amazon sellers faking their, uh, faking their ratings. Oh, that would make more sense. Because in order to, because there was a spike in people who were actually buying seeds. Yeah, because everybody pe- took up gardening and Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, because there was a spike in it. The um the sellers on Amazon realized how valuable it was to be able to sell seeds, mm. and because search rank on Amazon is so important, mm. and that search rank is also defined by uh, your reviews, but because of Amazon's spam filters, it's better for the reviewers to actually sell and ship product, and then have somebody leave a review on it. So what they think was happening was that Chinese sellers were uh, 
just, just shipping anywhere and getting yeah just going like, just make just making yeah ma- making an amazon account with some random address that they find on the internet buying buying product and just shipping it out to that address so that they could use that account to to leave a leave a, a good review on their product that's hilarious um and terrifying i mean because like, what would you do if you just received seeds in the in the mail? Immediately plant them. Yeah, of course. I, mean, I think that's what ever, that's what everybody <laughs> like, says, right? Gift. But they but they were uh, so the U.S. government um, said that they should be destroyed, specifically burned. Why burned? They because they didn't want people throwing them in the trash, and yeah. then they go into a landfill or something and, gr- and the grow landfill. there. Yeah. That's alarming. No, I would definitely plant them. One hundred percent plant. Them. Like next minute, I've got like venomous tentacula growing all over the garden. I don't know. Um, but so back to corn. Another big issue with corn, Carl. Um, as that very nice little reading that you gave us mm. said, corn syrup made from corn. Do you have an opinion on corn syrup? Um, what kind of corn syrup? High fructose corn syrup. I love it. It's. Do you know what's really rude? I was looking at this website with information about high fructose corn syrup and it's telling me that it's going to make me fat and it's just told me to enter my body height and weight <laughs> so I can start getting slim today. Fuck off, um, diet to go. I've got a broken ankle. I can't I do mean, anything. I mean, I think kind of the jury's still out on high fructose corn syrup because there are, there are loads of sources that say that it's the worst thing ever and... You know, I mean, what do people say about it? That that it, makes you fat. Yeah, but they, it does that because it fills you, it it like fills you up without letting your body realize. Like if you were just eating a bunch of sugar, like your body would recognize, mm. okay, I'm eating a fuck ton of sugar, and I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stop. Mm. But if it's high fructose corn syrup then you can just keep consuming it and mm. you don't get those proper signals from your body to tell you to stop. Uh, but then there are other sources that say that that's all bullshit. Yeah. It's, just, it's the same I'm, as sugar. I'm calling it's bullshit whatever. on that. But so my digging led me in a slightly different direction with um, high fructose corn syrup. So it was saying that it was in the 1980s where it first started being like used in mm. loads of food, uh, mainly because it was like, 30% cheaper than sugar mm. so they were like oh we've it does the same thing it's a sweetener just whack it in instead and nobody knew um so because it got cheaper portions just got bigger mm. because why buy you know america it's famous for its massive portions right you guys eat you eat and you're so th- so thin <laughs> you eat so much it makes me so angry um but because portions started getting bigger everyone started getting fat because they're, they're eating more um, but it's cheap. So also uh-huh. it meant that unhealthy food is becomes way cheaper than like healthier food. Right. And that's true. Like I remember when I was a uni student, I used to go to the supermarket and it was like the shit that was cheap. Mm. If you wanted to eat like salad and fruits and vegetables and a balanced diet, you've got to be middle class. Yeah. You like can't do it if you're poor. So you eat shit and it's full of corn syrup and you get fat. Mm. Maybe not because of the corn syrup, but just because it's shit. Um, yeah, I mean, so Mc, people link um, the two things, fatness a, and corn. Like a, a McDonald's Big Mac meal is cheaper than any meal you can possibly cook ever. Yes. I mean, that you know, there's a f- other reasons Unless for that you're scale like a, and a bowl and, of rice, which like I have done at times. <laughs> you know, when you're a uni student, you're really poor. This is why you and Alicia always laugh at me because I often have like a potato mm. for tea. It's not because I'm poor now, but I was poor, and it's nostalgia. Mm. Just a potato. 
Like, you know, you, you never at university just had a bowl of rice for dinner. No. Never. At university, I had like a meal plan. What? What? Like what? you go to the cafeteria, the university cafeteria, where they have many various things that you can eat we that very, are not bowls of rice yeah, or potatoes. We had very different university experiences. <laughs> I was on me Nelly, doing my own thing. On me Nelly? On my own. On me Nelly. Oh. I, on my own. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Um, yeah, so poor people have to eat shit because it's cheap. Corn syrup is one of the reasons. Great. That's that's my conclusion. Okay. Why don't you, why don't you start? Okay. My late for the game, you're going to find this horrifying, I think. Like, prepare to be horrified. Me will find it horrifying, yeah. or the listener? You. You, okay. specifically. Um, I just got Spotify. Cool. For the first time ever. Subscribe to my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I just got Spotify. I pay money. Uh, great. What do you pay? Ten pounds? $7.99, I think. Oh, what a deal. Bargain. Um, but I've never, I've never done it. I've always just used like kind of janky versions, ways, mediums, mm -hmm. means of listening to music. Mm -hmm. um, now all of a sudden I've, I've got it all there. I never have a clue what I want to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, too much choice. Mm. But this is my late to the game. I just got Spotify. Mm. I don't um, know if I'll keep it. I'm thinking about it. So I'm a bit old school. Um, I have a... Oh my uh, god, you have an iTunes library. I have oh, an god. iTunes fucking <laughs> library. You know what, Claire? I wouldn't trade my iTunes library for anything. Let me tell you how big it is. Hold on. For anything. For anything. <sighs> really, Kyle? Guess how many songs are in my iTunes library. Oh my god, loads. Like 40,000. No, not that many. How many? <laughs> How many? Make it make a smaller guess and I'll edit it in so you can pretend to be impressed. Um, three thousand. <laughs> Got sixteen thousand songs in my iTunes what? library. Do you like um, spend loads of time cataloging them correctly? Oh, so much time. <laughs> so much time. Um, no, I mean, first of all, I'm a DJ. Um, in case, in case you didn't catch that in episode one or from a, all my music facts. <laughs> I'm making cookie gestures at Carl. Um, uh, I should also say that I'm, I'm going to say probably 90% of that library is reggae music. Hmm. Um, uh, I really want to get through an episode without mentioning your dreadlocks. <laughs> I just uh, can't do it. <laughs> I'm going to edit it out so that you didn't even hear that. Um, Look, if you're shy about having dreadlocks, why have dreadlocks? I'm not shy. They're I, a statement, Carl. I just don't want to talk about it all the time. <laughs> Is that why you wear that big hat? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> why I wear this big hat. But you look like an alien. <laughs> um, <laughs> your shadow but must yeah, be so alarming. I would say, I would say uh, like... A large percentage of my music listening is done via my own iTunes library. Hmm. Um, and I do that because I'm constantly cataloging it. I mean, like, I specify everything by genre, like, very specifically. How many different genres of reggae do you have? Um, like, uh, sub-genres? Uh, probably 10 to 12. That's a lot for just within reggae. 
Yeah. Um, and like I'm constantly editing my own playlists, you know, changing the genre, making sure all the tagging is properly done with like the, the artist and the album artist and the album name and the year and the track order and all these things. But I will, um, I like your music, so I will follow you on Spotify. Fantastic. Thanks, Claire. What's your late to the game then, Carl? Uh, so I listened. I started listening to uh, an artist this week called K Trinata, which is not reggae music. Um, it's electronic music. Breaking out the mold. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, actually, I work in the electronic music industry. So I thought that I had heard everything. No, that's not true. I I listen to a lot of electronic music, and I know. Uh, I know a lot about the artists who are who are recording this type of music and who are you know who are active in the space. Like it is your job. Yes, literally. Um, and uh, this guy Kay Trinata won two Grammys, um, and I had never heard his name before. He what? won he won Best Electronic Album, um, and I was like, oh shit, I've never heard this guy before. I better go listen. Um, and actually, the album was released in 2019, but it was late enough to be considered for last year's Grammys. Mm. Um, and, oh man, is it fantastic. Really? Yeah, it's so good. It's like... How did it slip under your radar? How did you miss it? Well, I think it's because he's... So he's very much like a producer and not a DJ. Mm. And the style is... Um, the style is kind of much more chilled out, um, and like, uh, very hip hop influenced. Mm. So it's not like a big room EDM, like, which is, which is most of the the music that I come across in my work. (laughs) I, I have a sweeping statement for you. Sure. I hate electronic music. Um, Boom. Sweeping statement. Don't want to discuss. Well, you should check out this K Tronada album because it's it's really fantastic. And I think you'll like it. Add it to one of your Spotify playlists. And, um, and there's an instrumental version of it. Which Why? is... Uh, because the beats are great. Oh, so that's a, other, that's other a very, people can like go over it. Uh, I mean, I suppose. But it's more like... Um, that's a very hip hop thing to do oh. is to, is to release a instrumental version of your album. Mm. Um, and like it is electronic music, like it's a bit, it's a bit more, um, I don't know what you want to call it. It's a bit more like, uh, bassy than, than hip hop music is. It's a bit more like the production of it is like very modern and not, mm. not like looped boom bap beats. You know, it's like... Sorry, uh, was that a technical term? Boom, boom, boom bap. Is that, a, is that technical? Uh, a boom bap beat. It's... Did I just run hip hop? Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> That's the end. We're done. We're Claire and Kyle, and this has been What It's About, the podcast full of strongly held and poorly researched opinions. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at what it's about pod. You can email suggestions, questions, or comments to whatitsaboutpod at gmail.com. And we have a website, which is whatitsabout.fun. Yes, dot fun. Our intro song is Retro Electro by Mario Cole. Other music this week from Ashutosh Music and Whataboy. I'm Claire. This is Kyle. Thank you and goodbye.
I just find you really funny, but I think it's only me. Um, I hope not. <laughs>